This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. a podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. We are an environment and climate hub based in Kirikiriroa, Wakato, but we serve the wider region as well with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. We provide community education, collaborate with and support environmental groups and projects, provide inspiration for lighter living and advocate on behalf of the environment. Ko Kelly Pike, Toko Ingwa. I want to start this week with an acknowledgement of the loss of our, the loss our team are feeling with the passing of a long-term team member, Lloyd Morris. Lloyd was our friend, supporter, handy person, builder of things, teacher and outstanding volunteer. He was a project instigator, seeding ideas, encouraging bold steps and urgent action for environmental and social justice. Lloyd found joy in cycling teaching people how to ride bikes safely, fix bikes and advocate for more e-bikes, cargo bikes and safer cycling infrastructure to respond to climate change. We'll miss him. Our thoughts are with his family and friends. In our most recent episode, we were joined by sustainability blogger Eco Pippa to talk about her zero waste journey and give you some tips for the Plastic Free July Challenge. Plastic Free July is a personal challenge and a call to collective action against single-use plastic. Some people will avoid all plastic for the entire month or do their very best to. Others might focus on swapping out one thing. Pippa's tips to start the process was to put the effort into recycling better, like making use of soft plastic recycling bins at places like Countdown. Then it's about looking at how you can swap out that plastic for an alternative. For an example, instead of using the plastic pouches of cat food, you can use tins instead, like in the <laughs> good old days. Um, tins hold much better value as a recyclable material as well. You can swap to glass or aluminium cans for your convenience drinks rather than plastic. And you can also buy loose produce, uh, produce rather than packaged, bagged apples. Another tip is to use bars of soap instead of liquid soap. Pretty easy changes to make. During the interview, we also discussed zero waste options often being more expensive or requiring more time to shop around. These are prohibitive for some people. You'll find that episode of Pihipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform like Spotify, iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us too so you don't miss an episode. E Teneda, since it's Plastic Free July, we'll look at the problems of plastic, um, some of which you may not have actually thought about before, but some you'll, you'll very much know about. The problem of plastic is a relatively new one. Between 1950 and 2015, an estimated 7,800 million tonnes, huge number, was manufactured, and half of this was produced in just the last 13 years alone. Production of plastic is increasing, despite what we know about its impacts. 
as well as contributing to waste and pollution issues, which most of us may consider a bit of an eyesore around our streets. Plastic is also impacting on our health and will continue to do so if we don't do something now. Microplastics have been reported in food for human consumption. In fact, the average person could be eating up to five grams of plastic a week. Yum. May also be inhaled and has been found in human organs and revealed in the placentas of unborn babies, which is incredibly gross. Microplastics are found in soil, which we grow our food in. Need I say more? There's also some toxic chemicals in plastics like BPA. And of course, it's often um, our our babies and our uh, kids who are handling those sorts of plastics. So it's definitely something we need to be thinking a little bit more about. Plastic is impacting our oceans and waterways. No doubt you've seen the plastic islands um, where all uh, plastic usually bound together by fishing nets is just staying there, an island of plastic in our beautiful oceans. Eight million tonnes of plastic pollution enters our oceans each year. Eight million tonnes. We're producing it and we're dumping it in our oceans. It's estimated that by 2050, there will be more plastic in our oceans than fish. Think about that in terms of food security. More plastic than fish in our oceans. It kills our sea life and wildlife. We know that we've seen the pictures. We've seen um, seabirds be opened up to find it filled with a plastic bottle Um, and bits of plastic which um, end up starving the animals. We know this. In the next 30 years, 99% of seabirds will have ingested plastic. What are we doing to our beautiful native taonga? Abandoned, lost or otherwise discarded fishing gear represents a major sea-based source of marine debris, as I mentioned before. And you can see Sea Conspiracy on Netflix to find out a little bit more about that. But if you take a step back, there's more to the problem than where it ends up, says David Evans of Plastic Education. Our appetite for plastics is fueling growing demand for petrochemical products. The International Energy Agency says even as we try to curb fossil fuel use in sectors like transportation and heating and anything with energy use, consumption of plastics is only increasing. We use fossil fuels in the production and transportation of plastic. Of course, the breaking down of plastics, wherever it ends up, produces greenhouse gas emissions or climate change. The plastic crisis is fueling our climate crisis. It is all connected. This is pretty depressing stuff. From production to end of life, plastic is a global public health and environment issue. I want to take you back to the corridor with Eco Pippa last week, and if you haven't heard it, please check out our most recent episode. It was about the actions we can all take to refuse and reduce our reliance and use of plastic. It's important. But the way we'll make a meaningful difference is with systemic change, which is putting legislation and regulations in place so that the producer who is choosing to use disposable plastic pays for that choice. 
the producer, the person who makes the money out of that product pays for their choice of disposable plastic. Not councils, not governments and not our natural environment. Next week, we're going to look at the actions we can take together with Plastics Campaigner for Greenpeace, Teresa Lee. And of course, as part of this, we're going to be looking at the role of innovation for solving our plastic waste problem. And we're going to be talking to the CEO and co-founder of SaveBoard, which is billed as a low-carbon building material made from you guessed it, recycled plastics. And the best part of that is they are a local business too, um, manufacturing in Tarapa. There's one other issue you may not be considering, and I'll read directly from a Greenpeace blog post by Angelo Lowe uh, back in May 2021. And I should also point out uh, Tina Nata has also spoken extensively on this, and you can search for podcasts to hear more of that kaupapa. The way that plastic waste is simply shift off to countries in the global majority is quite colonial in its approach. Dare I call it waste colonialism. Its impact on underprivileged nations is certainly as destructive as the looting and enslavement that categorised the colonial era because it is breeding environments for people that are practically the same. That's saying that we use the plastic, we benefit from that, and we send the problem off to developing nations to deal with, so we don't have to see it. The UN Environment Programme released a report this year about how plastic pollution, and by virtue its production, has a disproportionate impact on marginalised communities and countries. It found that these communities experienced high rates of environmental injustice and that these communities were most likely to comprise people of colour. In the same way marginalised communities are bearing the force of the climate crisis right now, especially in the Pacific, they are bearing the force of a tide of plastic we send their way because we can't be bothered dealing with it. Climate justice means considering who has been impacted by the choices we make. You knew before listening in today that plastic is a problem. There's no surprises, but I think it's really important we are reminded from time to time. We're grappling with unprecedented change to our ecosystems, which will threaten our way of life, but many of us are just trying to get through day by day. But hopefully through your day, Maybe even only today, you'll think about the long-term impact of that plastic item you're holding in your hand. This is not meant to be a guilt trip. We don't need more of that in our lives. But it's a reminder that this is a problem for all of us and we need all of us to be campaigning, signing petitions, holding placards, putting bumper stickers on our bikes cars seems the wrong message right now and writing letters to plastic producers like coca-cola we can do this and we are doing this in fact uh i was reflecting just yesterday about some of the things that i've been involved with in my time with go eco which started at the end of 2016 and i can say you know we've come a long way even in here in kirikiriroa The products in our eco shop, which were once kind of fringe or a little bit hippie, 
are now mainstream and found in our supermarkets. Things like bamboo toothbrushes, reusable bags, keep cups and moon cups. All of those swaps help. I was thinking again about some events that we held a couple of years ago. So since it's Plastic Free July, you know, we think a lot about the actions we've taken over the years to improve plastics recycling, push back at producers and support initiatives like the Kiwi Bottle Drive. In 2017 and 2018, we held two bottle drives, which were a fun way to show the community how a container deposit scheme could work, tidy up our streets and hand out some cash, thanks to Hamilton City Council. During these drives, we collected signatures on a petition which helped show widespread community support for a container deposit scheme. So what's the latest on this? It's been four years. Well, after consultation earlier this year, um, there was undertaken earlier this year on three proposals as part of the Transforming Recycling project. We are waiting for the Ministry for the Environment to analyse those submissions and expect to hear the next steps later this year. We'll update you then. The earliest we'll see a container return scheme operating is 2025. And of course, this is just one small part of recycling as a solution. It's not stopping the flow of plastic into our country. In the meantime, thank you to everyone who has supported any of and all stages of that long, long process to date. You can read more about transforming recycling on the Ministry for the Environment's website if you are so inclined. And I should do a shout out now for Zero Waste Network Aotearoa, who we are members of. Uh, they've been working on this for about 20 years. Uh, you can read more on their website, zerowaste.co.nz. And it's really a reminder that um, environmental and social justice is a very, very long game. Uh, so thank you to those who stick around for the whole journey and thank you to those who come in at the times that it needs a little bit of a boost. Citywide, we have better recycling services uh, than we did in 2016, as again, as a, as a measuring point of uh, my time with GoEco. So we don't just collect one and two, we collect three to seven. Um, we've had soft plastic recycling collection points rolled out across the city. And of course, while recycling isn't an answer, it's still a good interim measure while we sort this out at the source. We've banned single-use plastic bags, something that I could never have imagined that we would have done, and so quickly and so easily. It's amazing how fast we can change our behaviours. Countdown is, uh, has recently, just this month, announced it's removing produce bags soon. Um, which is another fantastic initiative and another great way to go. Change is happening. We are already doing this. Now, as I've already mentioned, next week we'll be joined by Teresa Lee, Plastics Campaigner for Greenpeace, uh, because while individual action and purchasing decisions is an important part of overcoming the plastic problem, collective action for systems change is a faster, more just, well, I shouldn't really say faster, it's a better way, to reduce the plastics in our lives. The following week, we'll be joined by um, Paul Chateris, who is the CEO and co-founder of SaveBoard. It's a fantastic local story. Kiti Fokorongo Mai, Kweki Puru Korero, a podcast hosted by Go Eco Waikato. 
Um, pretty soon I'm going to sh- share some of the GoEco events and workshops coming up and ways that you can connect with us and get involved. But before I do that, I just want to do a little bit of a call to keyboard action. The invasion of Wakato was justified in quotes, by a campaign of misinformation and scaremongering led by Governor George Gray. His site was set at driving the Great Road South, imposing Crown authority over Māori and taking not least their productive land and economies. The crossing of the Aukati at Mangatawhiri on the 12th of July 1863 marked the beginning of the land wars in Wakato and start of the insidious process of colonisation which continues today. Those defending their ancestral land and papakainga were met with punishment from the aggressor, if not by gun, then by legislation like the New Zealand Settlements Act of 1863. Righting wrongs and returning land to hapu is possible and is happening. Mihi to those involved in the slow process to get here today. There is a 40 hectare block of land in Tepaina or Mercer domain as you may know it, which we can help return to its rightful owners. In quotes from Wakato Tainui, The history of Tepaina is intrinsically linked to a Wakato Tainui historical narrative and features prominently in major events spanning over many generations. From the 1860 land wars in Rotapatu, the passive resistance against conscription during World War I, through to the relocation of whānau led by Tapuia Herangi herself from Tepaina to Ngāruawahia to establish Tu Rangawaiwai Marae more than 100 years ago. Tepaina has continued to maintain a presence in our story and identity as an iwi, none more significant than that of our Ngāti Naho and Ngāti Tamohoho whānau. With the significance of the whenua to iwi and hapu in mind, a 2018 Wakato District Council report recommended that its appointment to control and manage Tapaina be revoked. That's the District Council recommending that its control and management of Tapaina be revoked and returned to Wakato Tainui. The years of dedication and tireless mahi have now eventuated in the processes to return this whenua to formally commence. The Department of Conservation is now calling for submissions on the proposed classification of Mercer Domain as Local Purpose Marae Reserve and Vesting Reserve in the trustees of the Wakato Raupatu Lands Trust. I personally wholeheartedly agree that this should happen and will submit in supporting of returning land to the iwi and its hapu, Ngāti Naho and Ngāti Tamaoho and I know my go-eco whānau agree. To make a submission and contribute your views you can go to www.doc.govt.nz forward slash t hyphen Paina, P-A-I-N-A hyphen vesting. You can just Google search that as well. Um, and you have until the 8th of August to do that. Now, GoEco, we have some awesome volunteer opportunities at the moment. Um, you'll find them listed on the Volunteering Wakato website. But 
uh, in summary, at the moment, we're looking for a car park gardener. So we have converted some of our car parks into a productive food garden. We use that to help educate people and demonstrate how you can grow food in small urban areas uh, with a focus on the biodiversity of that space and water storage. So if you're somebody who has a few hours a week, you uh, have green thumbs or you want to learn more, that might be the role for you. So that's our car park gardener. We're after food rescue drivers and driver assistants. Um, and they are people who need to be passionate about food rescue and supporting our local communities through that. We're looking for bike mechanics, people who can teach others how to repair and maintain their push bikes, and that's to help us extend the hours of the bike hub. I'll give you those hours of you shortly. We're after a predator-free Cambridge administrator, somebody with a couple of hours a week uh, to do some data entry uh, to help us track where the rats, stoats and possums are being caught in Cambridge. And if you're somebody who likes meeting the public and talking to them about um, the benefits of being a predator-free Aotearoa, um, we need your help at the Cambridge market once a month. We're looking for some people to help out in the eco shop, a retail superstar, and somebody who can help educate um, our community who come in about our projects and uh, the events and initiatives that are happening at the moment. It's exciting. Finally, uh, if you want to help me out on my job, that would be pretty awesome. So we're looking for people with marketing and communications skills. I don't know, perhaps you like speaking on the radio or you want to have a podcast, want to help me do this. Um, there's lots of roles. Uh, so we're looking for people with uh, any skills uh, who can, you know, let us know and we'll find the role to suit you in a project that you're most interested in. A big part of what we do at Go Eco is education. So let me tell you about some evening talks which start in a couple of weeks. These are for restoration, which is a really big part of our work. We collaborate with Earth Diverse and our restoration community to offer community education in a series of one-hour evening talks. These are an awesome opportunity to learn more about the restoration work happening in our region and how you can get involved. Each of the fortnightly talks starts at 7.30pm and can be attended on Zoom or in person at Earth Diverse 401 Anglesey Street in Kirikiriroa. Our Term 3 talks start on August 10th and focuses on building relationships with and supporting the aspirations of mana whenua in restoration. So this is a really great place to go if you have questions like how do I connect or build a relationship with mana whenua, what are hapu is aspirations uh, in my area and how can I contribute to a future where te tiriti is honoured. We have organised four speakers to share their experiences and perspectives over four evenings, again starting August 10th. Carolyn Hopper from Ngāti Wairere, Kerry uh, Thompson from Ngāti Hawa Mahi Trust, Joe Wrigley, Manager of Go Eco, and Catherine Delahunty, a Tiriti educator and environmental activist. You can find out more on the Earth Diverse website, earthdiverse.org.nz. 
Next Thursday, the 28th of July at Go Eco, the Climate Action Hub will be holding a movie screening of VI to fundraise for the Climate Action Hub. VI is a film made by nine female Pacific filmmakers that tells eight stories of Pacifica women and their relationship to water. The movie starts at eight, uh, six o'clock um, and we welcome you to stay afterwards to Corridor with the other attendees. Um, you can find out more about the Climate Action Hub event on Eventbrite. Uh, tickets are $10. Predator-free Waikato. Uh, so there are predator-free groups set up across our community uh, and they are out trapping rats, stoats and possums, which is our uh, native birds' best chance of survival in the habitats they have left. You can help by trapping in your backyard. Come to the GoEco shop for a $20 trap and tunnel or head to our website shop.goeco.org.nz. Coevolution, our food rescue service, rescued... Here we go, 433,275.755 kilos of edible food in the last year. That's the weight of 375 Honda Civics, just so you know. By diverting it from landfill, we reduce carbon emissions and help to feed people in our community. Speaking of plastic-free, make sure you head into the GoEco shop to check it out. Find ways to make those easy plastic-free swaps. There's also a 30% sale on some of our pretty awesome kids' books and gifts. Um, If you want to learn how to fix your bike, you need the Bike Hub. And pretty exciting news, the Bike Hub recently extended its hours. It's 10 till 12 every Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So three days a week now, pretty cool. But again, just in the mornings until we get a few more volunteers. You'll find that in our car park, access from Kent Street in Frankton. And speaking of some numbers, they were open 370 hours in the past year, repaired 153 bikes, donated 26 bikes out into the community, and all of that supported by 125 volunteer hours. One last thing, the New Zealand local body elections are coming up. So if you are somebody who cares about climate, the environment and social justice, we need you to stand. Uh, And we are also part of a coalition called Vote Climate. And we'll be talking about more about that in a future show. Hepuna Kōrero is a podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. We are a not-for-profit environment and climate hub based in the Wakato region uh, with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. You can find out more about our projects on our website goeco.org.nz. Come and visit us at the corner of Commerce Street and Kent Street in Frankton and again join us again next week for a new episode but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite music podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tōra e
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.